It's Friday night. It's 7 o'clock. Means it's time for the sports phone. Friday night, 7 o'clock. It's time for another edition of the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry in the Portland house, I guess. I was going to say Portland studio, but I don't really have a studio here. That would be pretty cool if I did, though. Uh, Jim in the Philo studio. Jim holding it down. How are you doing tonight? I've had quite a week, Jerry. I'm doing just fine as we speak. And what do you mean? The goal is I come up there next week and we actually build a studio in your house. Isn't that the goal? I think we are going to assemble some, I wouldn't necessarily call it a studio, but we're going to set up a little room of, of some sort. I, I think a studio would imply another level of of uh, work. We're going to like soundproof the walls and do all sorts of crazy stuff like that, which but, I don't think we're going to get to. By the, but, way, uh, by the way, I haven't mentioned it yet, but I believe the sports phone, when we set up the, stu- the portable studio, I'm going to call it that, uh, in your, I think we should have it at your bar. That's what I think we'll the portable see. studio we'll should be. I, well, we'll have to we'll have to figure out a spot. I have, I have a few different ideas about that. We'll 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 definitely talk about that more as uh, right. as we get closer. So, kind of similar to what Jim mentioned before, we get rolling here. A couple housekeeping items uh, for our listeners. So next week, Christmas Day, that is going to be Friday, December twenty fifth. There is not going to be a sports phone. Jim and I are going to be taking that day off. We will be back on the air, ready to go on. Uh, New Year's Day, which would be Friday, January 1st. So not next Friday. We will not have a show, but the following Friday on New Year's Day, we will. So uh, just if you have a calendar that you're keeping in terms of the sports phone, uh, no show Christmas Day. We will have one the following week on Christmas Eve. If you, or excuse me, on New Year's Day. I don't know why I said Christmas Eve. Uh, If you're new to the sports phone, quick rundown of what's going to be going on for the next hour or so. Uh, Very simply put, this is a sports talk show that is completely open forum. Jim and I are here. We want to listen to what you, the callers, want to talk about that is going on in the world of sports. It can be at any level, pro, high school, college, international, whatever it is, wherever it is. We want to talk about it and we want to lend our opinions uh, if you so desire and want to hear about it. Uh, we just want you, the listeners, to drive the show, talk about whatever you want to talk about, and we're here to just listen and, and, uh, and comment accordingly. The number to do that is 707-895-2448. So give us a ring if you want to talk about sports, 707-895-2448. We're going to open up the lines here and get rolling with the sports phone for the next 57 and a half minutes or, or, and change. Uh, Jim, any, anything that you want to say before we get started here? Well, I'd, I'd like to challenge the listeners to, um, you know, it was sort of fun. We had a listener that seemed really excited about it. Um, she tried to stump us, you know, for a couple of weeks in a row. And and um, it was fun. It was fun for me, at least. And uh, I challenge other listeners. You want to try to stump the hosts? 
It got started a uh, year and a half, two years ago by one caller. Someone else tried it once, and uh, I, I'm ready to be stumped. We, we're even talking about trying to stump the listeners sometime, but uh, that's that's maybe in 2021. But no, Jerry, I'm ready to go. 707-895-2448. Call the sports phone. You tell us what you want to talk about. I've got a little... Uh, let me just give you a little bit of my week summary. How about that? Can I do that before we do this day in sports? Sure. If you've got anything you want to you want to mention, go for it. I, I do. I want to mention. Um, it's it's getting really fun because I am a big big NBA fan. I want to mention because any any regular sports phone listener um, knows that I d- love. I like to start it this way. I love to watch the Warriors because I love to watch the Warriors lose. So, uh, hello, you're on the sports phone. We'll pick up that in a second. Cool. What do you got for us? Hey, I was thinking uh, talk about the game right now. Oregon USC ridiculous that uh, three and two Oregon's uh, is playing a game against five and zero oh. USC. So basketball, yeah, it, football. It, it, no, I, Jim, football. I got it. So, so, so what the callers referring to is the Pac twelve championship game yeah. for for football. Ah. Um, exactly. Yeah, caller. It's interesting being up in Oregon uh, and, and listening to to the to the radio like today when i was driving i was driving a little bit and just hearing them talk about this game it was really interesting to see them talk about it's like cool oregon's in the pac-12 championship game but they played five games and lost two of them and the only reason they got into the championship (laughs) game is because is because the team that won the pac-12 couldn't play because of covid i call her go ahead if you had anything else you wanted to add it feel free but i just thought it was just so funny to listen to people analyze how this game even came to be well, you know, I think it's hard because you go with all the championship teams, you know, the Lakers. The Lakers really, you know, because of COVID, did they win a true championship? I mean, I think you got to give it to the teams that win. And, uh, you know, I, I guess it makes the game more interesting to a certain degree. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that 100%. And I think I don't, like, take away anything from either of these teams. Like, whoever wins this game is the Pac-12 champion. I don't think – I'm a big believer that there's never an asterisk in any sporting event. I think there's circumstances, but I don't think there's as- any, like, asterisks or, like, is true – or- Go ahead, Jim. Did you have a yeah, Phil, hang on there, caller. Keep keep talking because you, you clearly know more about this and you can talk to Jerry about it better than I can. But where – this was pretty controversial. Didn't they change the rule at the last minute just to get a team in the playoffs because they changed the rules for COVID and then they didn't qualify, but then they had to change them again, so they did? Isn't there something about Ohio State or Notre Dame? Or no, no, this, no, no. This is Oregon versus U- no, the University no. of Southern California. No, I know yeah, that. Yeah, no, you're referring you're refer- referring to the Big Ten with Ohio State and not playing um, enough games. Their true championship game, and instead they're playing Northwestern. So was it, was there a team sure. that they changed the amount of games, Jared, that you needed to get in just so they could get this team in? I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something. So that, if that happened, I think the caller is right that that happened in a different conference. Oh, definitely. Was, definitely a different conference. Yeah. What was weird about this game specifically was that the winner of the Pac-12 North Division was technically Washington, the University of Washington. Washington couldn't play because of COVID restrictions. So even though they technically won the division, because they couldn't play, Oregon, the second-place finisher, is playing in the game instead of them. That's what's weird about this one. But 
you know, I, look, Oregon's winning the game right now. They're up at halftime yeah, against the number say, 13 team in the country. It's halftime and Oregon's up. So, yeah. there you so go. That's all the credit to the world if, if, if the Ducks can, can win this game. Boy, that'd be yeah. big from uh, – I mean, th- that that's big news, Jer, in Portland right now. I mean, that's that's everywhere. Yeah, for Duck fans, world. it's definitely big news. And, and again, like, it, it, it isn't that the, – they're, they're excited that the Ducks are in the game. But it's just been really interesting to hear the conversation of kind of should we should Duck fans be excited uh, that they're in this game because of just this bizarre set of circumstances. And just one one of the radio people I was listening to just made the point of like, of course, we should be excited. It's the Ducks. If the Ducks are playing, we're going to root for them. It doesn't matter how it happened. And, and I think that's how <laughs> right. I that's my opinion on all these weird seasons this year. It's like, yeah, college football has been bizarre this year. But if your team wins whatever national championship game there is, I don't think you shouldn't. I don't think you should not celebrate. It's a big deal. Hmm. Well, thanks, thanks for that call. What, what else? You got any other football news, caller? Uh, no, I was just I was going to change it up and say you know you should always talk about my Oakland A's. You know, green and gold. Those guys. There's a lot of moves and shakes that they're doing too. You mean trying with- to get the new stadium? They've got a you know uh, Chapman, third baseman, three-time Platinum Glove guy. He got injured in our last game, last playoff game, and. uh you know, so it's he's he's an excellent, he's an all star for sure, and it's interesting to see what we're going to do this next season. MLB is going to be interesting to have uh, people there in the stands, you know, they, or not. That'll be the sort of the first bellwether. So, is is the MLB, Jer? Are they are they scheduled to start on their normal time? I mean, I, know- I haven't. I, it, just to be totally honest, with how recently, at least in my world, that season ended, I haven't. <laughs> really into it at all yet? I would imagine so. It, but there's a while for that to happen, right? You got to get to spring. Yeah, yeah. Not even spring training yet. Yeah. There's, all right. Seven zero seven eight nine five. Guys, right on. Thank you. Yeah. Thank thanks you. for the call. Eight uh, eight nine five two four four eight in the seven zero seven area. That was uh boy. That was some quick quick football. Um, let me get back to my list, Jared. Um, I was talking about the Warriors and. I love to watch them lose, but that means I love to watch them play. Somehow, I've never got that across to some of my my uh, people that think I'm such a warrior hater, but I love to watch them play. It doesn't seem to make sense. But um, I've watched them twice this year, and I'm going to make a prediction. Mm-hmm. Barring an injury, we are going to see the year of Steph Curry because... He's going to try so hard because I'm not saying teams aren't going to have special defenses to stop him, but I think he is the effort he's going to put out without Clay Thompson and the amount of points he's going to score, I think is going to be unparalleled this year. I think we're going to see the year of Steph Curry that we've never seen before. Is that a stretch? What does that mean? <laughs> is my is my question like in the, the year we've never seen before? He's going to meaning he's going to have a better year than his prime MVP years. I think he's going to score more points. <laughs> okay, I, I you know I. So no, I'm, I'm just curious. Like I, 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 it's when you say he's going to have the, the best year ever. So I think just he's to going be to clear take on what that means. Then just to be clear, he's going to have a better. If you're saying he's going to have a career year, he's going to be better than 30 points per game, 50 percent from the field, 46 percent from the three point line. I, I think we may see that from him, maybe. A little less field goal percentage, but more shots up and more more points. I, I think he's I think he's going to be on a mission. And um, sure, I'll buy that. 
Yeah, and I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be anywhere near his career number, like a career year. But I'll buy that. Sure. You think he's just getting too old, a little bit too hurt? I, he's thirty-two. He's you know he's I, I, he's on the, the the crest of over the hump, huh. or like you know kind of like he's on that. He's he's in that weird spot. I, I don't know how good his ankles are going to be. You know, it's it's tough. It's just tough to say. But I am with you in that he's going to shoot a lot this year, especially because. <laughs> Clay Thompson got hurt again. I, I think the Warriors are going to be fun. I think they've got a good roster. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't. I think they'll fight for a for a playoffs a playoff spot. You know, with with some other teams in the West. But a career year for Steph Curry. I that'd be really cool if he had that. But I I don't think that's happening. Uh, 707-895-2448. We're ready for calls, and there's one now. What do you have for the sports phone? Good evening, gentlemen. Hey Vince. hey Vince, good to hear from you. It's been a while. Yeah. We forgot about you. You 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 thought you were beating McCarthy's records and you just disappeared. I tell you, it was a, it was a rough couple of weeks, but uh, I'm <laughs> happy to be back and I'm sports phone with you guys. And uh, I like where we're going so so far. Um, you know, nice little football to start. We talked a little baseball actually. It's not even spring yet. And oh man. Um, to, to continue with your Steph Curry, uh, I, Jerry, I'll go with Jim on this. I think Steph will have the kind of year where a 50-win team, 60 potentially in the playoffs, could have an MVP candidate kind wow. of a guy, kind of a year, you know, where he carries them enough to be playoff potential. And because he does what he does, and if he if he plays like he did in the third quarter of that last preseason game yesterday. On a regular basis, you can, you, he's going to have a heck of a year for sure. There you go, Jer. Someone agrees with me. <laughs> Again, if you keep going back to this MVP year, he was twenty six, twenty seven when that happened, and I don't know. It's just it's a lot to ask. Thirty points per game, fifty percent from the field, forty five percent from three. Oh, that's. I, I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to. I think he might get close, but. He will, but I agree. I, I will agree with with the with the idea of yeah, he could put up those type like numbers that show his value. When you talk about value to a team, he could have the type of year where the Warriors would be very very bad without him putting up those types of numbers. I, I would I would throw this name out there to where I think Steph's going to start taking his career as he gets older is is Steve Nash, but with but with the ability to shoot the ball lights out. Right, so well, you can like, I think I think you're going to see the highest number of assists per game by Curry this year. If if the surrounding cast can put the ball in the hoop, and I like Ubre, you know Draymond, they've got a couple of people that can that can help him uh, finish that 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 shot. So I think that his shooting numbers will be you know on par for what they've been the last three or four years. It's it's his playmaking and getting other people involved. I think that might be the next evolution of Steph Curry because of his age and the lack of another shooter, because they, they still will probably, uh, you know, put their defenses towards Steph, obviously, early on, unless he shows that there's other people that can score. You know, I'm, which, I'm, I'm usually not as sharp as you, Jaron, and, and you, you, you catch me saying stuff sometimes, and I don't catch other people because I'm just not, that's just not the way my brain works. But I'm just catching Vince here. He insinuated there that Steve Nash wasn't one of the best three-point shooters ever to put on an NBA uniform. Did I hear that, Vince? Because no, he no, is. No, 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 no. Steve Nash was was a great three-point shooter. He's not looking for the three-point shot like Steph Curry is. 
right? Like Steph Curry's another level three point shooter than Steve Nash. Do we agree on that? He gets definitely gets more off. I'm not sure he's that much ahead of him in in, in a percentage. In percentage, probably not. Probably yeah. not. Um, but what I'm saying is 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 Steve Nash was the better passer and and facilitator by far. But if Steph Curry's going to raise his game and become the MVP when he can't really be the same Steph Curry was at, at 25, 26, 27. Yeah, I see what you're it's, saying. It's because he's, he's going to start facilitating more, a la Steve Nash, and, and selectively choosing when to shoot the three, which I think will raise his percentage. Not, not sure whose argument I'm poking a hole in here. I lost track for a second. But uh, Steve Nash and Steph Curry for their careers are separated by less than a percent in three-point shooting. Wow, good work. Good less than a percent. Right there. But, but, wow. but how many more? I can't, I, I can't speak to attempts. I don't have that handy. But, but in terms, if we're talking about purely percentage, it's less than a percent. What about total, total takes? Do you have, I mean. That's is, what I just said. I can't. Okay. And I don't have attempts in front of me at the moment. Okay. All right. But I, I'm working on trying to find it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought that the Nash was on the one of the top of the list in in just something with overall three three point. He was so selective. I think what you're talking about, Vince. So before I tried to make fun of you there, was um, w- was that the the idea that the ball always comes back to him and he facilitates. Um, exactly. No, that that that's what was so special about Steve Nash. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So some of my favorite things to do is watch like the top twenty Steve Nash passes. You know, he's just he was so crafty and so good. Uh, you couldn't help it. But like, it was one of those guys. Like you said, you like watching the Warriors and you like watching them lose, but you also like watching them because it's fun basketball. Exactly. I never wanted the Suns to win, but I always liked watching Steve Nash because it was fun. You know, he made the game ex- exciting. Um, so hopefully we can just get through the season and uh, not have too many delays and, and cancellations and postponements. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Jerry, Jerry yeah. uh, 707-895-2448. Um, I, I remember getting a, a text early in the in the week. Um, do we have any COVID updates, Jerry? We, we made a pretty big deal while we have Vince here because we talked about it with him, I think, a couple weeks ago um, yeah. about – um, are are these entertainers going to be put up there and and being vaccinated sooner than the general public? Did we know that for a fact yet? <laughs> I don't think we know anything for a fact <laughs> in regards to that. But we'll, we'll get get to what you're saying there. But just to put a, a bow on this, okay. Uh, Steph Curry is eighth in career attempts. Steve Nash is 39th in total uh, and attempts. In, in okay. total attempts, and they're separated by about 1,700 attempts. Jeez. So it's only Jeez. percentage. Wow. It's only it's only percentage. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, it's funny. Vince actually wow. brought the COVID the COVID update it to to our attention, and I read it and I laughed at it, and I didn't really believe it. To be totally honest, but I don't believe it at all. The, the one that the one that Vince brought to our attention in terms of COVID updates is, as Jim mentioned a while ago on the show, we talked about this idea of if frontline medical workers are the first people to get the COVID vaccine. Where do athletes kind of fall on that list of priority? And and I'm a believer that they're basically one B behind medical workers or or, or two. They're they're kind of that second group. Uh, Roger Goodell, who is the commissioner of the NFL, he came out and said to to kind of paraphrase it that the NFL will not jump the line to get their players vaccinated. It, we we all agree that's a fair assessment of what he said, more or less. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's yeah. um I don't know. I, I have trouble believing Roger Goodell as as a politician. Yeah. So, I, I, so here's here's why I don't believe it for a couple of reasons. One, jump the line doesn't mean if you're well, sorry, if you're second, you're not really jumping the line, right? Exactly. If you're if you're already second in line, you're not jumping the line. So I st- and I still believe athletes because of the money they bring into the economy in general and the amount of money that they're worth they're already high priority. So for first of all, I don't agree with the idea that they would be jumping anybody. The the second thing is for me I just really don't buy this if whoever one of these, you know, medical, you know, pharmaceutical companies went to the NFL and said, "Hey, we've got a million vaccines that we can give you or whatever number, I don't know, right? Just yeah. pick a number." I just am so skeptical of Goodell or whoever whatever commissioner being just kind of thinking, "Okay, we could take these, get our league back to normal, and start making money, or we could say, no, we don't want them. And I just don't buy that scenario. I don't buy yeah. the scenario of someone coming to a commissioner of a league, saying, hey, here are these vaccines, they're yours if they want them, and the commissioner just turning it down. And that's not just Roger Goodell. Like I said, that's any any league. That's simple. I'm very skeptical of, of, of anything with with this. That that's a good little summary. That's it, yeah. it, it's um it's that's, pretty that's, simplistic, but it's a good summary. That's per- that's perfect because I, I will say, Jerry, when I sent that to you two, I laughed. Trust me, I was like, oh yeah, you guys are gonna love this. <laughs> and I'm right there with you. Like he said it perfectly. We're not gonna jump the line ahead of medical and, and frontline workers. Well, of course you're not. But you're number two in line. So <laughs> technically, what you said was true. But you're still in front of the average American. <laughs> you know? That's that's a cl- classic, yeah, you, you, classic yeah, politician. You, you, you nailed that. That was that was a perfect uh, uh, paraphrase. Yeah, and and the context for it all came up because there was this whole conversation of well, could the Super Bowl look kind of normal or, or kind of look a little bit different? One thing I did I did read, and and this would be very cool. There was something floated out there about like they're gonna they might let medical workers into the Super Bowl, like vaccinated medical workers might get into the Super Bowl for free. Or something along those lines. Uh, if they did something no, like that, that'd, that'd be really cool. That'd be interesting. Like, that'd be I mean, cool the Super gesture. the Super Bowl's in Florida, so they're already the, the the governor of Florida has already said it will it will absolutely be thirty percent capacity. So that right. vaccinations or not, they're going to have people at the Super Bowl. There's no question there. It's in Florida. They're they're, they're leading cool the way. If they gave free tickets to vaccinate you know the, the frontline workers. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be great. Well, wow, do you know? Do you know how we we brought we had we brought this one up a couple shows ago too? Do you know how they're going to decide? Um, it's hard enough to get a Super Bowl ticket. How they're going to decide who gets the thirty percent? Whoever's got the money. Money. <laughs> That's what I would think. Yeah, I, guess, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not uh, yeah, it's not the true football fan going to the Super Bowl. It's, unless you're That's in the true. nosebleed. It's, That's true. It's people with money go to the Super Bowl. That's true. But huh. I, I thought that was like of all the COVID and sports news that kind of came out this week. That little note that Vince sent us was definitely the the one the guy got the biggest chuckle out of, and I thought it was nice. the most relevant. I thought it was the it was it was the most it was the biggest news. I haven't seen anything major since then. No, and I haven't seen any other league really come out and say anything either on their end. Uh, so I just thought it was interesting since we had that topic a topic a, a couple weeks ago, and he came out and said that. I thought you guys, especially with it being the NFL coming out first, we get a, a kick out of it. But uh, hey, I'm gonna hop off. Let somebody else get in here. If I uh, want to get back in, I will. Always yeah. a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Vince. Vince. 707-895-2448. Jeez, uh, I, I can't get through my list, Jer. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to... The, the other one I did throw in, in there, I'm going to skip uh, 
Miss, we talk about, enough about the NBA. I'm going to skip James Harden drama. And um, I do want to mention, I thought we were just beginning it. And it, this was your idea last week and a week before. It got tabled from how it got finally got brought up last week. I thought it was almost one of the most fascinating uh, conversations we've ever had in the sports phone. I just want to remind people what that was. We were talking about from all, all aspects, from parent, coaches, players, athletic directors, administrators, what road trips mean in, in sports. And I just want to say, say that conversation was so w widely rounded to, to all aspects of athletics. And um, from educational aspects to camaraderie to lessons to discipline. Um, so I just want to tell you, if anyone else has any more, Jerry brought up a point is, hey, I remember things about road trips that I didn't remember in games. So if yeah. anyone has anything in road trips they want to add to that, I just want to open that up and say, I'd love to hear road trip stories. <laughs> I mean, who who wouldn't? It's all yours, Jerry. Start a topic. Yeah, no, I, the, the road trip stuff was great. I, I really enjoyed it. Did you want to do on the stay in sports? I know we're about halfway oh, yeah. into the show, but I, yeah. I, I know you usually like to go through that. So I thought, thought I want to throw that back to you just in case you wanted to, t to do it this week. Yeah, I, I like this one. This day in sports, this day is, is this the 18th? Yes, it is. December 18th. We're, we're at eight, uh, 2020 right now. And this day in sports, December 20th, 1961. 18. What's that? 18th. You said 20th. Oh, December 18th. I'm sorry. Um, Wilt Chamberlain on December 18th, 1961 scored 78 points um, versus Los Angeles in an NBA game. And the reason that one stuck out me is in my lifetime and in your lifetime, that second place record by Wilt Chamberlain was broken by Kobe Bryant. What? Yeah. You know, ten years ago, and we—that was in our prime of watching Kobe, and and we—I watched every basket of that eighty-one point game that Kobe had, and so I'm just trying to picture what. Have you ever looked at? Is are there highlights? Have you ever seen what it looked like when Will scored seventy-eight or hundred points in a game? Was it? I, I I've never watched enough of it to really get an idea of what it looked like. I've only seen like bits and pieces, but I do need to sit down and like watch a extended period of time so like an extended quarter or something to get a better feel for what it actually looks like my feeling it it's going to remind you more of kareem abdul jabbar than it is of kobe bryant somehow even though it was a power game i'm not sure he was shooting jump shots i don't know yeah, yeah. i don't know well the other fun nugget about that stat is that he net the the following year in 1962 would go on to break his own record and set the one that he's probably the most well-known for, which is scoring 100 points in one game. He did that the next year. So it's just kind of always funny to, see, to think back to he broke his own record in 1962 after setting the record of 78 in 1961. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello, Jim and Jerry. It's Noah calling. Hey, Noah. Uh, hey. Yeah. Good a well, surprise. Do you want to know what motivated me to call? I can't wait. A <laughs> You guys, a great shooter shoots well during the preseason, and he's going to put up MVP type numbers. I mean, really? I believe that was. I believe <laughs> that was you. That was, was all me. you. That was me all the way. I, no, I appreciate it. I've been listening in the car coming back from a dental appointment in Santa Rosa, and I thought, thank God Jerry's on that show to bring a voice of reason. 
to a ridiculous point that a 32-year-old coming off at some injury, I'm sure, broken ankle, you know, he, he's a time bomb. So, sure, if he stays healthy, he with five other guys could win the MVP. But I don't see it. Like he's going to be moving around, needing to take this team and put a little bit more of it on his 32-year-old back. I don't know. So you didn't buy it. You didn't buy it at all, right? Right from the get-go, like Jerry, you just immediately said no way. I mean, like I said, I know, I love enthusiasm and and watching a great shooter and a great player like Steph start out his preseason shooting really well. Like, yeah, okay, I get it. I know why you said what you said, but I think you forget what you know. He's going to be guarded. Oh. In a whole different way than he has in the last, you know, few games. And so Especially, I love it. I, I, and I thought it was interesting coming from you just because you don't, you don't care. You're going to love it when Steph struggles or, oh. you know, you're, you're going to eat it up. I know. Well, here's, here's the other <laughs> thing about that comment. That, and I was just thinking about this. Jim, I don't know if you remember this, but the, the, the closest comparison that we can make to this is we were in a hotel driving from your house to Oregon. Yeah. When we watched the opening game of the season when the Houston Rockets played the Warriors, the first game when Klay Thompson was out with an ACL injury, that was two seasons ago. How bad did they look in that game? Now, I understand it's a little bit, it's a different roster. It's not like an identical roster. But how bad did the Warriors look when Steph was trying to do a ton without Klay Thompson? And, you know, the other... <laughs> they were bad. But it makes for, but Jim, it makes for great radio. I love it. You know, I, I think throwing out these wild, you know, these wild uh, possibilities is really good. Um, but I anyway. Love it. <laughs> I also think that, you know, I have said this too, because the other end of it is, is without Clay in there, it's not like there aren't a lot of defensive geniuses, and does it really take that much of a genius to, for a bunch of incredible athletes to stop one shooter? I mean, I think any team that wants to hold him might be able to hold him, but I think there's going to be games when teams, I don't know. I, I, I hope I see him score 60, and I hope they lose by 10. I mean, I, I can't wait. <laughs> Good. Okay. Well, then all seems right in the world, and uh, I'll, I'll let you continue on. But I just I couldn't I couldn't let that go. Any anything? You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of great guys that play well in preseason. Uh, there's teams in football that go undefeated in preseason, That's and then true. they can't win a game. So I just I thought I thought it was funny that someone who knows sports as well as you do was going to look at bloated <laughs> you know uh, preseason numbers or you know who was guarding Steph when he was looking good you know uh, 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 before but anyway before you consider dropping us off anything come down I know we had you on a couple weeks ago from an athletic director standpoint there can't be with with this surge there can't be any great breaking news it's well there actually is ironically enough with um, high school the um California Department of Public Health actually finally put out another um, sort of, or they put out information regarding the guidelines. Um, and first and foremost, there there's no athletic comment contest until I forget the number, but like January twenty fourth. On January fourth, they're going to review the state of COVID and, and yeah. see if they can really. Um, move forward with season one, which would be that volleyball, football, right? Cross cross country season. 
Um, so that will be decided sometime around January 4th. Obviously, if the numbers are as crazy as they are or the holidays exacerbate things, then, you know, that it might not happen. But they did put a date out. <laughs> and then what was interesting is, is the CIS then put out guidelines for each specific sport um, about sort of how, how it would look, um, that you would have to remain mass, that you could, you know, have X amount of people on a bench spaced out. And so they brought some specifics where there really wasn't any. And for the first time ever, you got to see that the CIF was starting to develop a game plan for not only bringing sports back, but, but, but bringing back sports with COVID in mind in regards to how are you going to um, do both, you know. And, and so it's, you know, nothing for the radio, but it is something that I could send you. and You could peruse it, and it might be good material for the show where you could kind of because, like I said, they break it down by sport. So basketball will look a certain way, and, and each well, individual thanks. sport, and they even put them in classifications. So thanks you know, basketball, that. with all of its contact, had a certain categorization, and you know the cross countries and the tracks and the golfs and the tennis had you know they kind of put them in a different. So thanks anyway, it thanks. was it That's was some new information. Thanks for that update. I, I needed that. Yeah. All right, so right, gentlemen, thank you. Um, always Thanks, a pleasure to be a part of your show, and um, good luck tonight. Thanks, Noah. All right, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to take a look at that. That'd be something that, that'd be fun to kind of read through. I don't know if, like I said, I would know. I don't know if it's show radio, good radio, but it'd be fun to read through that. See how they define different sports and how they're going to try to make them work or what what requirements they they put on them. With, without uh, we'll get, with Jerry, without getting stuck on on, on COVID, I'm just going to make a prediction. Um, there are no experts that think in the next three weeks, and, and this is such a weird scenario because we got the, the vaccination coming on in the next three weeks, more than it is now, but there's no expert in the world of infectious disease that says it's not going to be worse three weeks from today. No, this year's a wash. For, 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 for most, yep, the yep. majority of high school sports, this year's a wash. It's just not going to happen. Yep. Let's, I think this, the sooner that gets accepted, the better. Uh, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you want to talk about sports. Uh, I tried to find a good on this day in sports. There wasn't a ton, really. It was a weird year, or I guess it was a weird day in the history of sports. As you said, a lot of cricket happened today. <laughs> Which it, And that's almost one of those things for on this day in sports that's fun, Jim, in its of itself, is just see, like, oh, what was supposed to be happening today? Like, there's the we'll see, like, oh, there's this big golf tournament that usually happens, or the Kentucky Derby, or, or something like that. We've we've noticed that oh, yeah, looking yeah. at trends. The, uh, let's take a call. Call, you're on the air. What do you have for the sports yeah. phone? Negro Leagues are official major league now. Yeah, I, I saw this story and wait I didn't a minute, read it. Wait as a minute, wait, 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 wait. Caller, can you caller, can you expand on that a little bit? You better. The baseball authorities, as they are, declared that the Negro leagues were major leagues today. Right, or that's yesterday. what it was. So wait a minute. The Negro leagues historically, Negro leagues are major leagues. And. So you're talking so, about so what the, that means, Jim, to kind of clarify this a little bit, because I know you're coming into this a little bit blind, and I had read a little bit. So the biggest thing, or one of the bigger things, is that the statistics of the yeah. players in those leagues will be integrated into Major League Baseball statistics. So was what I know as a Negro League before, um, the, the black players, the Negro players, were allowed in the 
They were Ma- not major leagues. They weren't called major leagues back then. Now they are. So, so, so for example, to, to, to again expand on this a little bit, because now I'm, I'm reading this and getting into some more details in color. I'm so happy you brought this up because it was on my fair. radar and I totally forgot about it. So here's a few examples. Willie Mays is going to get more hits to his career hits numbers. Satchel Page could potentially add up to 150 victories to his pitch. He's now one of the top major league pitchers of 10. Exactly. Probably, yeah. So you're going to see where these situations where there are these I don't players know how you from. Calculate it. But right, you exactly. know your Bill James book. You know your your Bill James baseball Bible. You know with all the stats. I, I don't. I don't get this. They're going to add. This, they're going to add. You bring, I mean, I'm I'm all for it. I'm not saying this is a bad thing at all. I'm just saying this rewrites everything. What your son's saying, it rewrites baseball history. If you, yeah. from a statistical standpoint, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are 28 years of statistics that are going to be added to Major League Baseball from 1920 to 1948. Yeah. You know, I was talking about that with with, with your mom today, Chair. Did the Negro League end? The day they were allowed to play in the MLB, is, is that a stupid question? No, that's yeah. not a stupid question. That's a great question. Is that true? I don't know. Jared, do you know? It, they began to dissolve like, kind of as a process once Jackie Robinson joined the majors in 1947. Yeah. So it wasn't immediate, but there was a, like a slow decline. I don't know how exactly how long it took. But, but the kind of in my brief reading that I'm doing here, they started to dissolve kind of after Jackie Robinson played in the majors in 1947. This is fascinating. Thank you, caller, for bringing this one up. Well, it, it, I have another thing. Um, I have this, like, weird... It's actually a book that's shaped like baseball stadiums. And it's all the old stadiums and it's their layout. And it's actually in, a, like, an oval... It's in the format like a baseball stadium. I mean, it's the, the, the book is not cut square. That's super cool. And then, but in it, a long time, they included the Negro Leagues and all the, all the old abandoned stadiums from, you know. Oh, that's got to be. All the old ones. That, um, that's got to be an architectural wonder, that book. Stadiums? Yeah. Huh. And it's cut out like it's cut out in a circle. It's got a weird form, you know, a weird out profile. You're breaking up a little. Thank you for this this call. This uh, this opens up a whole other level of what are we doing? Adding 28 years to statistics. What 50 years later? <laughs> which 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 also brings up the thing you said about asterisks. You know. <laughs> We kind of might be done with Asterix. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it is the French Revolution. I mean, it is. I mean, not. You know. You know what I mean. I, I'm. This one's confusing to me. So well, no, here's here's the perfect example of this rewriting the record books. So depending on how Major League Baseball and the the Elias Sports Bureau, which is like the biggest statistical like thing in sports, calculate this. There's a player by the name of Josh Gibson from the Negro Leagues who would take over oh. the record for best batting average in a single MLB season. Yes. 
That that's just this is the, 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 it 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 doesn't make sense to me. It's long overdue, Jim. Sorry to tell you this. It, well, no, yeah, it, let's expect it doesn't make sense from what perspective? From a from a from a social progress perspective? Oh no! From a what what about it doesn't make sense? Statistical standpoint, they weren't playing against the same players. That's the point. That's the point of bringing them in, Jim. That's uh, the point. They uh, weren't allowed to play. Right. So where do you draw the line with their stats? That, that, that this is why this is so. I, I'm sorry, caller. I'm I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna need a whole week to digest this. Oh, Jim needs a week to I'm digest. I'm gonna need this. a lot more time with that. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah. No, I'm, you know. Wow. I think it's a wonderful thing, but yeah, it's great. It, this is really cool. Sat- Satchel Page, for example, you know, he only has stats. Are your sports stats? You draw narrow lines. You draw lines on the ground. You draw lines in the field. You draw lines in the air with your pole foul balls. You know, yeah. you're drawing the lines. Stop. <laughs> Embrace everybody who plays. Everybody who gets out there. How far are you? I mean, we allow this one in because it was a professional league, not because it was a black league. It was because it was a professional league. So, but, but we well, but we don't bring we don't bring NCA players in. Jim, you're on really thin ice here. <laughs> you're on really really thin ice because I think the argument you're essentially making is why isn't the Euro League included in NBA statistics? What about there the Japanese? And, and, and the next thing, of course, is Japanese baseball being. That was my next question. Right, but 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 the reason that those leagues are not included is because those players have an opportunity to play in these other leagues. But this that is makes not right. called the World Series uh, until they play. Yes, that's well. That, that's a whole another discussion that I want to oh, have. Baseball. So that's I'm a whole. Talking baseball. You know, each rule, each league, each sport has its own little yeah, religion. NBA. It's like Protestant versus no, not quite. But you know, eh. NBA. You know, calls their championship the NBA. Championship, not the World Basketball Championship. Good but you them. still see teams referred. Yeah, they're still referred to as world champions in certain situations, though. You still hear that. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Um, but what? One more, Jim, because I thought this was this again. It's kind of the crazy how crazy this yeah. is going to get. So Satchel yeah. Page is probably one of the most well-known pitchers from the Negro Leagues. And who came into the eight. Sorry, did so, you, did I'm, you I'm sorry, say that? I'm sorry, my fault. Go ahead. Okay, so so Satchel Page, who, like I said, one of the well, most well-known names out other than Jackie Robinson, he came into the majors very, very late. He only has 28 major league wins. Depending on how they do this, he could get at least 146 wins added to his totals. And right now he has 28? 28 wins. Wow. Uh, there are players who are going to see their career batting averages go up above 300. Wow. You've actually been in on this yeah, since since you brought it up, I'm just. I know it's been coming it. up for a long time, but uh, this is the first I've ever heard of it. Huh? Where do you live, Jim? Do you live above me, up on? <laughs> <laughs> this is. I finally figured out who I was talking to. We don't. We Bill don't, Harper. Yeah, we don't introduce people unless they introduce their names. Okay. I, I finally put it put it together. Um, this is. I, I like this is the call of the week. 
I had no idea. Jerry, you, you saw this coming down and never mentioned it to me? I saw so I saw a reference to this somewhere. I think I just saw it on Twitter and I didn't it didn't click for me how big a deal it was. It, I, it was like I saw it and I didn't think about it until until Bill here brought it up, and then I started reading about. It. I was like, "Oh, geez, this is a big deal." Because here's another one. It's a, it, it, this one I don't think will happen just based on how it's worded. But Josh Gibson, one of these other guys, it is kind of like it is estimated that he hit well over 800 home runs during his 16 years in the Negro mm. Leagues. <laughs> so that would pass Barry Bonds' career record of that's 762. <laughs> but there aren't enough official stats to prove that. But it's like well oh it's well documented if you look at like anecdotally that he had more than 800. Boy, talk you know, about a can of here. Go one more thing. This is like discovering that most of the Cowboys were black and not John Wayne. Okay. <laughs> Have fun, you guys. Bye. Thanks. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, this is a crazy. This is crazy because again, it's like this. What What do you do with this? How do you handle these records? And I think the ones that are obvious are the most fascinating. So again, the most obvious example of this is this Josh Gibson guy from the Negro Leagues had a documented season when he hit 441, which would be the highest single season mark of all time. And you're suggesting, and Bill is suggesting, that is what's going to happen, or did it already happen? It hasn't already happened, but it has been confirmed. The MLB has said they're going to, quote, correct a long-time oversight in games history, in the game's history, by elevating these stats into Major League Baseball. It's Because they are going to reclassify the Negro Leagues as part of Major League Baseball. Hmm. What about farm leagues in... Of course, don't, don't take me wrong. I know the Negro League was not a farm league of the MLB. It was its own separate entity. Um, what about farm leagues in baseball? Are they going to bring those stats into major no, leagues? No, but again, Jim, you're missing the point here. You're, you're missing the point of why this is a big deal. The reason this is happening is because these players did not have the opportunity to play major oh, league baseball. That's right. That, that's that's right. where you make this comparison game where you were going with, like, what about college? What about, right, right, what right, about right, these right. other leagues, the Japanese baseball leagues? Those players, if they're good enough, can They're, play professional baseball. These the, players did not have that opportunity. They were now, it's still a little weird to integrate their stats, but I think from a is this the right thing to do standpoint, absolutely, I think this is the right thing to do. To, to bring recognition to some of the, to what my understanding and the little bit I know about these leagues, some of the best baseball players that ever played. Hello, That call nobody you. knows about. Call you're on the air of the sports phone. This is a little bit amusing to me. That you didn't, I mean, this is such big news. It's huge. Yeah, it is. It's giant. I mean, I, I was waiting for someone to bring it up. I didn't want to be the one because <laughs> I knew it was so big somebody had to, and it took so long I was surprised. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what, we actually, what they put together for Jackie Robinson alone. <laughs> because Agreed. he did amazing stuff. He did amazing stuff. Once he... Let me think. I, I have something right here in front of me. Jackie Robinson stole home base a number of times. It's very rare. And Exactly. It's very rare. And here it is. I think it was. Here it is. About a month and a half before I was born, back in 1954, he stole second, third base, and home plate in the same game. 
It's uh, <laughs> it's great. The steal. Now check it out. When he stole home, it put the game into extra innings. Later on in the game, in the thirteenth inning, he doubled, and that won the game. What what were his stats like in the Negro League? Were they just off the charts? I mean, is the Negro League? You know, I I don't know that they were off the charts, but it's it's like I mean, he was good. He was really good. He, um, but like when he, I mean, what, I just want to bring up one more thing, and that is that in his in one of his first games or his very first game, he filled the stadium so full. In 1947, that 50 years later, that was still the record for attendance at that at that uh, field. Was it his first game? It was his first game in MLB. Uh, huh. Not legitimate, uh, not not Negro in the legitimate league or whatever would they called it back then. MLB. This... And, and Jim, the other thing you have to kind of keep in mind with this, and this is the other part that's going to be bizarre. We're well, not bizarre, but interesting about some of these stats is. The, the Negro League seasons were not 162 games, right? They were significantly shorter oh, in yeah. some in yeah, some yeah, situations. Yeah. So so you might, when you talk about, our, our, is Jackie Robinson, who was one of the best base stealers of all time, like that's not argued, is he going to all of a sudden jump into the top five in stolen bases? No, probably not, just because he didn't play enough games, right? But but it's, it's yeah, it's it, it, there's going to be a, a tick, an uptick in numbers for sure. Seven oh seven in the first in the what? first season that he played in the major in the major league in uh, you know the legitimate now integrated league he had more stolen bases than anybody else he led the league including, his first year including home base three times his first year in the major league yeah fascinating this uh, um. I feel bad. I feel like I owe an apology to everybody for dismissing this when I saw it on Twitter and just didn't even read the story. <laughs> I, I, that's a oh. failure on my part. <laughs> well, it's lucky we yeah, had. I, and and here, here's, a, here, here's a funny little story that's on this page that I have up, and then I'll, I'll let you go and let any, anybody else chime in if they want on this. Phones are ringing. Although, this is Hitler, good. although Hitless, in his first major league game, he scored the winning run against the Braves. After uh, another player drew a walk, Robinson put, laid down a bunt, and... Although the first baseman fielded the ball well, he didn't throw it well, and it hit Jackie. So he got to first base on a sacrifice bunt. He got to first base. Then he stole his way around. And later on, no, 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 there was another player in front of him. But later on in that inning, uh, there was a double. Those two guys scored, and that won the game. Uh, Call back again, 707-895-2448. I got another call. Burton, thank Good. you so much. Thank you, thank you. Hello, call. You're on the air. Hello, uh, Jim Jerry Snow again. I did a little research while we were gone, and I looked into the Vegas sports books, and I found something very interesting that I had to share with you and the listeners. Go right now. There is a thousand and one odds that Vincent Lee will ever break Paul McCarthy's record. So I looked it up. I know both gentlemen. I thought it should be 10,000 to 1, but it's actually just 1,000 to 1 that Vincent Lee will break the call-in streak. So I thought you guys should know that. If you want to put money down, you know, you could make a fortune if Vince comes through. But at 1,000 to 1, I think Vegas knows these things. So I just had to put that out there. That was the other craziest thing I had heard all day today. Besides Steph Curry, 
And the MVP, it was that Vince was going for that record. Thank He's you. a wonderful man, but he has no chance. <laughs> Thank you, Noah. 707-895-2448. Jer, I, I went from... I went from watching the clock one. Hey, what are we going to talk about next? To uh, the whole the whole hour got away from me with this with this. Um, I just I'm still reading about this these Negro League stats. I, I can it's tell just, you're reading. <laughs> it's this is gonna this could really have the potential to really mess with statistics. We got a call. You're on the air. You're on the air with the sports phone. I can't stop laughing because <laughs> Noah Gold is awesome. <laughs> I may not break Paul's consecutive streak, but I'm going to break the most number of calls, period. So that, that's just how that's going to go. You, you, oh, you keep averaging three calls a week. You will actually get the total. All Paul can go for, we, we know what his record is. You're going to, you could break the total number of calls. That is possible. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, so really quick, as I know we're short on time, but uh, the, the, um, I'm so glad somebody brought up the uh, the integration of the the, the uh, Negro League stats. Um, you have to look at the, what I'd like to do is is look at how many of those players actually made it to the Major League Baseball level and how well did they do there? Because I believe, in my mind, that and it's my opinion, they probably the, the number of players that did make it there performed well enough in the Major League system to prove that they were playing against very good competition in the Negro Leagues, where those stats can be comparable, albeit in a shorter season, to Major League Baseball. And that's why I think it's okay for sure to bring those stats in, and it should have been done a long time ago. Wait, 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 what? Chair, what what about players that never went to the MLB? Do their stats also become records? What if a player never in the MLB? They're considering it basically. They're they're calling the Negro League a part of Major League Baseball now, as far as I understand it. So everybody's stats will now be Major League Baseball stats. Unbelievable! This I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. I just think it's fascinating. It's very it's very fascinating, and and it should have been one of the first topics we brought up. But uh, we you know other things came up first, and I'm glad that it finally did come out. I'm sure that we'll talk about it again in weeks to come. Huh. Thanks, Vince. You got it, guys. Have a great night. Thanks. So I, I can only speak to some of the bigger names, right? Yeah. Like I, I can't speak to – I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm an expert in Negro League baseball by any means. I, I don't know much about that at all. But again, to, to go off the bigger names, Satchel Page is up there as one of the bigger, bigger names. He came into the majors, I know this, as a older player. He was on the, the tail end of his career when he came into the majors because he, he was a little bit older. He had 28 wins and a 3.29 ERA and was 28 wins, 31 losses in his career in the major leagues. That is very respectable. For for a pitcher that's on the tail end of his career, all of those are good numbers. Sure. So so if you go into that question of like the competitiveness of it, if he was doing that at the tail end of his career, I would have loved to see him in the prime of his career pitching. I have no I have no idea. I I mean, I have no question that there were superstars like Jackie Robinson, like Satchel Page, no question. And there's more. There's more. Lots, lots more. Yeah. But there's also lots of players that probably couldn't have made the MLB that are now going to have stats in the MLB. It's 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 just uh, mind-blowing the different directions this could be argued. Yeah. 
Another call. You're on the air of the sports phone. Hey, I have two questions. One of them is, what does this mean for Cooperstown? Oh, that's, that was uh, my next question. Yeah. But uh, the real urgent question is, it's the week before Christmas, and what is up with Sports Zone merch? Oh, geez, that's right. Well, we were going to discuss that over the over our break. I'm, I'm going up to Portland, and we're going to have a corporate... Oh, corporate you guys meet. didn't get it together. Not before Christmas. No, we haven't got it together. Do you have any, do you have any docking stuff or recommendations, then? Well, I do... I'll I, take anything. I do, <laughs> we are going to have... Oh, yeah, I gotta be careful what I say here. We did find no, out. We don't, did, don't tip our hand. Okay. I, I think at this point, all we say is we are we are talking about it and we are writing down ideas. Okay, okay. And we found out that it's legal. We did find out it's legal. Yes, I, I did will. find out we can do it. Okay. Yes, that is the other. That's progress. Yes. That's good. Oh. I'll take that. We got. Thank uh, you guys. We got two minutes. Thanks for the call. There are currently, just to throw it out there, there are currently 35 players uh, from the Negro, Negro Leagues in Major League in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Right, but they all played in the in the MLB. I would have to look to make sure that is the case. Oh, you think there might be? Oh, all, all I found again, I'm going, I'm going like as quickly as I can here. But all I found immediately was there are 35 players who played in the Negro Leagues that are also in the Hall of Fame. You know, Jer. They may not have all played in the MLB because I don't believe Cooperstown is the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. It's the Baseball Hall of Fame, I think. Right. Right. I think. Yeah, but it opens the door to these questions. This is this is great. Hmm. Oh yeah, this this is great. We have one and a half minutes. Um, With that, what last one and a half again? Quickly, I think just want to kind of recap. Uh, so, just if you're coming in now to the sports phone, there's going to be no show next week, Christmas Day. Uh, Jim and I are going to take the take the day off. And then the following week, which is New Year's Day, we will have a show. Just wanted to get that out there one more time. If you're getting your calendars ready, no show next week, Christmas Day. There will be a show on New Year's Day. Has there ever been a week when the sports phone was more of what we wanted it to be, Jared, than this week? Somebody brought up a topic that we didn't bring up that was the topic of the week. I like yeah, that. And again, I, I feel like I have failed in my duties for dismissing this story when I kind of saw it when I was scrolling through news. You have it's take, a big deal. You have taken that role on sort of by default. I don't, I don't scan yeah. the news like the way you do. Uh, yeah. We got 30 seconds. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Uh, thank you, everybody, to call and listen to the show. Uh, looking forward to another sports phone in two weeks. Again, we'll be off next week, Christmas Day. Back New Year's Day. Uh, looking forward to it. Until then. I think Jim, let's let's uh, let's play our music and let's get out of here for the night.